As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hola! As they say in Spanish, hello. I took, got up to Spanish 3 in high school. Actually, wasn't terrible at it. Nah, it wasn't that great. But uh, my, my dad really tried to get me to learn it. I, I really wish I would have been more locked and loaded on that. Welcome to the podcast. Three and Out Podcast with me. I'm John Middlecoff. You guys know the drill. Hopefully everyone had a good weekend. Uh, hanging out. Chilling. Relaxing by the pool. Uh, I, I know I did. Catch, caught some rays. Got a little sun. Played a little golf. Uh, now we're back at it. I guess I, I read today on uh, the social media streets when I was refusing to look at the stock market plummet, that a couple teams report this week, uh, the Cowboys, the Bucks, I think, and the Colts. Uh, by, you know, by the middle of next week, I talked to some buddies today in the league. Most of them, you know, kind of start work uh, either this weekend or next Monday. And when I say start work, like kind of sh- show up for training camp. Now, usually they get there before the veteran guys get there, the scouting community. Obviously, I think GMs and head coaches have probably been going in. But football's right around the corner, baby. It's, it's basically here. Uh, the SEC media days. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the SEC today. Big news day, today, though, the Mannings, the Manning brothers are going to be part of Monday Night Football. I have some thoughts there. Uh, college football, like I said, Deshaun Watson. Uh, it's kind of weird how that story is just, what the hell happened to it? And then I thought I'd do the three offseason moves that I uh, that I am the most interested to see definitely kind of play out during training camp. And of course, if you subscribe to Colin's feed, I'd greatly appreciate you subscribe to my feed separate from his feed, three and out with me. It's got its own feed. Subscribe if you have already. Thank you. If you haven't, please leave a review. It helps with the selling. It helps with these things they call the algorithms. You know, I, I say a lot algorithms. I like I know what that means. It just helps. Uh, you know, the the hype of the podcast. I don't know. But just, just leave a review if you can. Okay, the big news today that was announced that kind of got me thinking was Eli Manning and Peyton Manning are both going to be part of Monday Night Football for really the next three years. Officially, if you haven't seen it, they're going to be doing a simulcast on ESPN2 uh, with celebrity guests. They're both working remotely, uh, and they are going to do 10 games the next three years, so a total of 30 games. It's a pretty big deal. Now, let's peel back the onion a little bit. Monday Night Football, while it's it, it's been passed, right? If you're my age, in your mid-30s, when we were kids in the 90s, Monday Night Football was the biggest show in America. Now, that is Sunday Night Football, and depending on the week, Thursday Night Football has become really big. But Monday Night Football is still a standalone game. It's a massive, massive product for the league, for its partner in ESPN, for the owners. 
and for, for ratings. I mean, a lot of people watch. And let's face it, they have had big-time announcers. They just had, basically for a decade, John Gruden, who was the modern version of John Madden. Now, I would say that John Madden, again, I'm a sucker, John Madden was better, but Gruden was very, very entertaining. Now, he might have pissed off some like hardcore fans. Those broadcasts are for the casual person, and he was a rock star. And they built the brand around John Gruden, and it really, really worked. And since he's left, they've been a disaster. Now, I know Lewis Riddick. I worked for Lewis Riddick when I was with the Eagles. If you've listened to Lewis Riddick, he knows his shit. He's really good. But Monday Night Football is looking for a superstar. There's a reason, I said it last year, when Drew Brees went to NBC, you are crazy, naive, and and maybe you don't even think this deeply about it, but they hired him to eventually maybe a year, maybe two years, get rid of Chris Collinsworth. You want stars in your broadcast booths. Now, ideally, you want stars that are good. John Madden was good. John Gruden was entertaining, right? Aikman, Romo, they're good at their job. So just because you get a big name, historically, I was young for this, but I guess Joe Montana was terrible, right? I don't think Bill Walsh, again, you could correct me if you're older, was that good. You see it a lot in the NBA. I mean, Chris Webber, very famous, awful. <laughs> they fired him. I don't even think Reggie Miller's that great. It's, the NBA struggles at it, even though they have a lot of famous players. And it's hard, right? Because the NBA is a good example that forever their players were making more money than NFL players. It's hard to get a guy that's made $200 million to do the job, right? It's hard to get, like, they would love Phillip Rivers to call a game. CBS, ABC, Fox. He's too rich. He wants to coach high school. He doesn't give a shit. That's why NBC had to pounce when Drew Brees was open to it. Drew Brees made probably $400 million on and off the field. Well, the Mannings are even richer. Peyton's the richest, and Eli's worth a ton. So this isn't breaking news to know that if either one of those guys would have said, I will do Monday night football with Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy would have immediately been fired. We know that. I mean, two years ago, they tried to get Tony Romo. I guess it was a year ago, right? Right before last football season. They were offering him like $15 million. And then those guys ended up getting the job. Well, now, like, I've learned this. And anyone, like, I've really only been in sales now for about four or five years because I have to sell my own podcast, which it's a learning experience. And I've, you know, followed a bunch of Instagram accounts forever. And obviously, when you go to college, if you're in a, if you have a business degree, you, you hear stuff, but until you get out in the trenches of real life, you don't truly understand this. And anyone listening that's in sales, like, of course, most times when you try to sell something, you don't get a yes. You're really just looking for a maybe. And then you eventually can turn that maybe into a yes. I always thought when I was like, even when I got out of football and got in radio, I always thought it was bullshit that the bosses would go play golf with the partners, try to extend deals. I thought it was all fluff. And then I've realized since selling stuff, like that stuff is important. Having personal relationships with the people you're in business with or trying to get into business with is very important. There's a reason people go on these golf trips. There's a reason people go, you know, to these fancy dinners. You're trying to woo these people to do business with them. And the most powerful thing any human can ever say, not just in business, but in life, is no. I don't need that. Like, no, I'm good. Because usually when you're young, uh, when you're kind of desperate, you're always saying yes. You don't have a choice. And then the older you get, ideally you get some more leverage. You say no a lot. Yeah, my time's too valuable. I'm not interested in that. The money doesn't matter to me. I think we're all aspiring to get to a point in time or a place in life that you can just say no to whatever you want to. And you only say yes to the things you really want to do. Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are at that point in time in life. They don't have to say yes to a fucking thing. Peyton surely doesn't. No, Peyton clearly kind of likes the limelight. Eli, a little different personality. But the reason that those guys wouldn't immediately uh, say yes to it, even if ESPN was offering one of them $20 million a year, paying them both $20 million a year, whatever, is because what do they really have to gain? Right, we Peyton's going to the Hall of Fame. I think Eli inevitably is going there, but he's got two rings. He's an absolute legend that it could go bad. Like you get on national television, maybe you're not good because there's no guarantee that you're just going to get into it and be good. But ESPN will do anything possible to get those guys involved. So what happens? 
they gave them a simulcast with celebrities. They both get to work remotely. And the production company that's doing this is Omaha Productions. Now, I wasn't born yesterday. I'd imagine that's Peyton's, right? Omaha, Omaha. So the best part, and as someone that's looking into real estate right now in a market that's on fire, hopefully, like I'm not rooting for the stock market to kind of crumble, but the stock market goes down, everything goes down. It makes purchasing real estate for me a lot cheaper. So I wouldn't mind a little comeback to earth, even though I don't root for economies to slow down. I want it to keep going. It just makes things less expensive for me. Because right now in the real estate market, it is the sellers are in complete control. They basically tell you to bend over and take it. That's how it's working in all the major suburbs all over America. Well, right now, ESPN, to get those guys involved, they had no choice. You can work from home. You can do whatever you want. Simulcast. Bring on your buddies. Like ESPN has zero juice, right? Because they are desperate just to get a maybe from the Mannings. And clearly the Mannings gave in. But they don't have to do anything. They don't have to fly to the game. They don't have to meet with any of the coaches. They shit. They don't even have to leave their home office. It's an incredible gig. But if I was Lewis Riddick and I was Brian Greasy, I would know I'm on borrowed time. Because who in their right mind? Because ultimately the games, and we've been talking about this for years on this show, the games pay for everything. I think I saw over the weekend, maybe it was Saturday or Friday, the checks got distributed last year for the revenue, right? And the majority of it comes from the television revenue. Every team got $300 million. The salary cap last year was $198 million. Even if your coaching staff costs $15 million, we're only at $215 million. Those are your most expensive employees. So then your scouts, your general managers, your salespeople, at worst, you're what? $240, $250 million? The league's media rights covers it all. They truly care about the television ratings. Well, if you truly care about the television ratings, you wouldn't put on a a simulcast with two superstars that are way bigger than anyone you're rolling out on the actual game. It's kind of like you're you're taking away from your product, even if it only means uh, 2 million people watch. Those 2 million people that are watching those guys instead of 15 million people watching ESPN2 is taken away from the broadcast, even though ultimately it's all under one umbrella. Because they're trying to sell these guys to do it. And they're trying to get one of them eventually to give in. Ideally, it's Peyton. But I think they would gladly take Eli. And I think, honestly, Eli might be better than Peyton. Just because, little less corporate. Little just, I, I, I just, that's just a gut feel. But it's clear where we're headed. Anytime in media, when you see people filling in. Like, if you were driving around, if, I guess if you still listen to radio, you probably don't. Like, the, the thing that's powerful about the difference between like radio and podcasts, if I don't do a podcast, no one fills in on three and out. When, when I did radio and take vacation, they had a fill-in. And usually the fill-in is because maybe this guy's good. Maybe this guy will do a higher rating. Maybe we can get it for cheaper. So anytime you see a fill-in on radio or TV, just know they're trying people out. Powerful thing about podcasts. I don't have to fucking worry about anyone filling in. It's me. This is my show. You're coming for me. You're coming for, you know, what any podcast, there's no like Joe Rogan fill-in right? He's the show where in normal old school media, radio and television, it's like, you know, we're always looking to either upgrade or get cheaper. And clearly ESPN's looking and they'll do, and I don't blame them. This is a smart move because the only way to eventually get them to say yes is make it easy for them. They're getting more maybes from these guys. And let's, the white whale is Peyton. And maybe with time, he ends up giving in and does it which would be huge. And they would immediately put him in the broadcast and they would fire absolutely everyone involved. And they would let him pick the guy that he wanted to do. Be his, you know, He would handpick the play-by-play guy. Remember the story a couple years ago, Alex Rodriguez, when he took over Sunday Night Baseball? He handpicked Viscursion. That was his handpicked guy. And maybe they were you know, represented by the same agent or whatever, but he had all the juice. Peyton has all the juice. No one else has, like we saw Booger, Tessa Torton, those guys had zero power. Once, you know, uh, they fired McDonough. Those guys had no juice. The only guy that's had juice the last decade in Monday Night Football is John Gruden. And he had it all because they would bend over backwards for him. Now it's clear they're trying to bend over backwards for the Mannings. Now I don't know if it's inevitable because ultimately Peyton would have to just go all in, right? They'd pay him a lot of money and it's a lot of work. 
Every week you're traveling. Every week you're meeting with the coaches. Every week you're kind of putting yourself out there. Uh, and Peyton's really, the only negatives he's ever had in his life were you know, on the field, but they were always short-lived because he always bounced right back. He was such a great player. Eli went through more, but I think his personality, he didn't really give a shit. So I, I'm fascinated to watch this play out. But just know, this is not random. This is not random. They want these guys to run eventually the broadcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 and had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. Can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time. Every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. One story I've seen kind of lingering out there that I just want to pump the brakes on a little bit. And just, I mean, it's kind of a bizarre story, right? Just Deshaun Watson in general. He was the talk of football probably in the month of February. Then everything came out with the massage therapists. And it was clearly got really weird. And then I would say around a little bit before the draft, it's just we haven't heard a thing. I, I haven't heard one person say anything. Whether that be his lawyer, whether that be any of the girls, I don't know. But it's pretty clear, I think it's safe to say, that I 
Deshaun Watson is, eh, I don't know if I'd even go this far, not going to play football in 2021. I can't see him playing for another team. And here's what I know. He is a very, very talented player. And if this never would have happened, teams would have been lined up to trade for him. Maybe what the Niners ended up getting for Trey Lance or trading for Trey Lance, they just would have given that deal to the Houston Texans, right? Pick 12 and two other first rounds. For two other first rounders for Deshaun Watson. Maybe that would have been the deal. The Eagles have all these first rounders. The Broncos, who knows? People would have traded a lot for him. I, th- I think anyone listening agrees. He would have gone for a boatload of picks. If Matt Stafford went for two ones, I think and a three, Deshaun Watson is way younger, uh, would have gone for a lot. But this happened. And here's what I know. Having been in these rooms when talking about situations like this and just knowing people in the league, this is not breaking news here. There is not a soul in the NFL that is going to trade for Deshaun Watson until this is sorted out in the courtroom. Because it would be impossible. I don't care how good your local security is, no matter how many you know former FBI agents you have working for you as an NFL team, sniffing around and doing your own recon on this. You would never be able to get the actual information. And it would be career suicide to trade for a guy. One, we don't even know the outcome, what's going to happen yet. Two, who knows if he's going to get suspended. And like back to the outcome, if it is really bad, you can't trade for something with the unknown of the possibility of it being really bad, especially given what you have to trade for. And I'm a huge believer in buying low. Love buying low. Who doesn't? Everyone wants to buy low. But there are certain things in life you cannot buy low on. And definitely in 2021, a situation like this, you couldn't touch him. I'm even saying if you get the guy for like a second round pick, because you would have to say, well, wait, they're giving him to us for a second round pick? It'd be like a $5 million house. Like, you know, I'll just give it to you for uh, 350K. You'd be like, uh, are there rattlesnakes living in every room? <laughs> I mean, are there ghosts? Do you, I mean, what is, is there like uh, toxic waste b- beneath it? it? It wouldn't make sense. So to me, he is currently untouchable. And sometimes I see, why aren't we talking more about the, what is there to say? At this point in time, honestly, what is there to say? And what's going to be fascinating, which I don't even know if this can be an educated guess, but let's say everyone, the situation goes away. He pays all these girls off. I don't know if that just exonerates him in the eyes of general managers and owners. Because once upon a time, Greg Hardy got off. And I'm not saying, listen, I don't know anything about Deshaun Watson. We know for a fact the details of the Greg Hardy situation. And we know that he paid it off to, to go away. And then when Jerry took him, they got crushed for it. And rightfully so. Greg Hardy, one, he's just a bad guy. And two, it's like, you know, he wasn't a good enough player anymore. Bring him in in the, in the locker room. It was a disaster. It was a terrible move for the Cowboys. And I think teams have learned from these situations. Now, I never say never. I'm not naive. Like, this is the football. Their bottom line business is not to set the moral compass for society. So ultimately, if he did pay him off, he doesn't have to serve any jail time, and he just gets a eight-game suspension from the league or a five-game suspension or whatever, we know teams will look past it. But I do think that you just be a little hesitant, given that it's your quarterback. We see it a lot with position players. It's so much easier to pivot off position players. It's harder with quarterbacks especially given what you'd have to potentially pay for. So at this point in time, no matter where I read, like this potentially could the Eagles in a year, I would say right now, he's not touchable. He is he is toxic. Now that could change. More information comes out. But until anything gets figured out in the court of law, which is something that the league has no control over, right? That's between Deshaun Watson, the accusers, and the lawyers, which is above my head. But until that gets figured out, he's not going anywhere. Okay, let's dive into a little college football. And right now, if you live in the South, you know SEC media days are going on. I call the SEC NFL Lite. It's where a large percentage of NFL players come from. The the fan bases are similar to the NFL. They do huge television ratings. It's an absolute cash cow of a conference. Big Ten's not far behind, but... 
college football is big time, right? We all know that. The SEC led by the basically Bama, but then the three other four programs, Florida, Georgia, A&M's coming right now. You know, LSU on a given year. We know Ohio State, you know, Penn State, Wisconsin kind of trade off in Oklahoma. And before we get into just the health of college football, I saw something that just made me shake my head, even though I understand it. Malachi Nelson, who is a five-star prospect, who's going to be a junior this fall. So this fall, he's going to be a junior in high school. He is the number one quarterback in in his class of 2023, and he's the number two overall player in his class. Just committed to Oklahoma. That's not a big deal. Oklahoma's been getting top-flight five-star players for a long period of time. The thing that really jumped out to me, though, he's from Anaheim, California. The last two quarterbacks, I guess they've signed other guys in between, but Spencer Rattler, their current starting quarterback, is from the state of Arizona. This kid, who clearly is probably pretty awesome, is from L.A. And I'm not trying to be an alarmist, Because the facts are already in. The Pac-12 is clearly behind the other four conferences. The SEC and the Big Ten run circles really around them both. And while the Big 12 has been really down, Oklahoma has thrived. They have produced multiple number one overall quarterbacks. They've been in the college football playoffs. Their head coach is a star. I get why this guy would sign up to go there, right? Where's he going to go? USC? UCLA, Jeff Tedford ain't walking through that door at Cal. Oregon is an awesome program, and they've had a ton of success the last couple decades. But if Oregon's the best program in your conference, probably got a problem. Like ideally, SC's humming, and Oregon is also there. And I think that like, I I, I just don't see how the Pac-12 can get caught up. They they just continue to get lapped now. In fairness, top players, at least in my life, have left the state of California for other programs. The greatest player in NFL history is from 25 minutes away from me. Tom Brady went to Michigan. The best player in De La Salle history was DJ Williams. Conquer. It's De La Salle's five minutes away from where I'm sitting right now. He went to the University of Miami. When I was at Fresno State, Oklahoma was signing guys from California. Kenny Stills, San Diego guy. So just these other programs have signed guys from California. I'm not saying that that is that weird. It's the floodgates are open now, though. Because two years ago, DJ, who's now going to be the starting quarterback at Clemson, also from LA, he's at Clemson. We've talked a lot about Najee Harris on this show. He went to Alabama. The world was flat. Right, that article or that book was written. Is that a Malcolm Gladwell book? I think it might have been uh, Michael Lewis, one of those two guys. I actually think that book was probably a little ahead of its time. And in 2021, though, it's never been more true with the internet, with the popularity of television. I can't imagine being a high school kid and turning on TV and seeing, you know, 60,000 people at USC and them struggling to win nine games or turning on the television and seeing Oklahoma, seeing uh, Alabama, seeing Georgia, seeing Clemson, seeing Ohio State, and not going there. Hell, people are leaving California right now that aren't athletes, right? We're going to other states for business purposes. It's cheaper to operate there. Why wouldn't a kid leave if the programs aren't as good? But historically, that hasn't been the case. In the, in the 90s and even the early 2000s, UCLA got elite guys from the state of California. Then in the 2000s, we, knew, we know what Pete Carroll did. But one thing we forget about is Jeff Tedford had a run at Cal from like 02 till about 2010 of recruiting the top players. You think Deshaun Jackson would end up in the Pac-12 now? Of course not. He'd be at Oklahoma. He'd be at Alabama. Marshawn Lynch... Some of the players that Tedford was getting, Alex Mack was from San Diego or Santa Barbara. I don't see any way. It makes me sad as a Pac-12 guy to think that this is only going to speed up the process. And the name, image, and likeness, we act like that's going to create some parody. Bullshit. It's going to, I'd say, accelerate the top programs. 
Ohio State, Alabama, A&M, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, if Sark can figure it out at Texas, Penn State, you know, all the, all the programs that truly care a lot about football, they're only going to quadruple down on NIL. So their programs are obviously ahead of most every program out here beside Oregon. I don't know how they're going to catch up. Now, you're only as strong as your coach, so eventually if USC can get the right coach, maybe. But let's face it, the last time they hit a home run with a coach, they kind of lucked into Pete Carroll. He was not their first choice. So I'm a little nervous for the health of the Pac-12 football just in general, relative to competing with the big boys. Now, I think it's going to be fine. They're going to keep producing NFL players. They'll have teams that, you know, their best team will win 10, 11 games. I'm talking about having a powerhouse because Oklahoma, obviously Alabama, and all the other programs I just listed are so far ahead. And now it's cool if you grew up in Sacramento or you grew up in Los Angeles, you're like, yeah, I'll go to Ohio State over USC or UCLA or Cal. Why would I stay out here? Maybe Oregon. But if, if Clemson calls me, you think I'm turning down Dabo? Of course not. And Malachi Nelson, like, he's not leaving the state 20 years ago. Definitely to go to Oklahoma. The other thing I saw is that the SEC, which is media days, kind of in full swing today. I think Monday was the first official day. Greg Sankey, the commissioner, said they will not cancel or move games. If you have a corona outbreak, you will forfeit the game. But we're not pushing back inventory like they did last season. And one thing I think is going to be fascinating is how these leagues, like, are these schools going to continue to pay for testing? Are they going to worry about testing players? I don't know the answer to that. If they do not care about testing players like they did last year, especially if you get vaccinated, I don't think it'll be as big a deal. Now, if they continue to test, guys are going to test positive. It's just going to happen. But I know this, and they set the tone last year, is the SEC will power through unlike any other conference. And the Big 12 and ACC will be right behind them. But we know the Big 10 and the Pac-12 will operate differently. So one thing that will be fascinating this year is just, let's face it, in the, in the winter, viruses... There are problems, right? I mean, it's just the natural, I'm no, I'm no doctor or scientist, but there are going to be some issues. And the SEC will not flinch. Will the Pac-12? Because I would imagine they'll start canceling games or pushing back and it'll just be a shit show. The Big Ten, potentially too. Is the SEC like they were last year? Are we going to look up and they're one of the only conferences that, yeah, we've played 13 games again. And some of these other conferences play seven, play nine and it gets weird that way, clearly they do not want to do that. There is a lot of money on the table. Uh, All these places will be... Hell, they were packed last year. I remember watching, I think, a Florida game and looking up, and this is like California was shut down. It's like, that place is packed. I was so jealous. I'm like, these guys, they they didn't even hesitate. So you definitely know now they're not going to. I just, I'm fascinated to watch the way the other conferences operate. The Pac-12 has a new commissioner. The Big Ten has proven to be, you know, they, they lean academia. They did last year until Justin Fields and, you know, Harbaugh and Ryan Day refused to shut up about it. And props to them. But it, it, it's going to be fascinating. But the one thing we know for certain is the SEC will set the tone on this. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact eBay Motors is here for the ride. Well, like many kids at 16, I got uh, a car that uh, came from my grandpa. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but because I was 16 had no money, I didn't have a choice, I took it. And then I personalized it. I tinted those windows. I put in multiple 12-inch subwoofers in the back 
so my parents and everyone else in the neighborhood could hear me coming from across town. And I turned that thing into something at first that I was like, I want something better to essentially my dream ride at the time because I had a car at 16. You can't, hard to complain. One of my favorite parts about car culture is regardless of the car you're given when you're young, you can find a way to make it cool. And that's what any young, innovative individual will do. I don't care what you're rolling in. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which make it the best place to hire. I know I'm on it all the time, looking for people, checking out what everyone's doing. Hiring should be easy, and that is where LinkedIn comes in. So the fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Okay. As we get closer and closer, not just to training camp, but the season, wanted to dive into some big picture thoughts. And I picked three things that I'm most excited to see play out, definitely in training camp, but early on in the season. I'm going to start my at number three, and I'm going to work up to number one. So these are the three things that I'm most excited from the offseason, an offseason move this year that was made that I'm excited to see play out. Number three. Now, listen, I was hoping the Chargers would take a big swing, but I'm not naive. I know that Dean Spanos loves his savings account more than any other thing on God's green earth. Loves saving that money. So, he didn't get Urban Meyer. He didn't try to get Lincoln Riley. I don't know, even though he's got this potential rocket ship known as Justin Herbert. He went out and got Brandon Staley, who, in fairness, was incredible last year as a defensive coordinator. The only red flag I have is he's only been a defensive coordinator one time in the league. And he's really just been in the league five years. Now, on a good, you know, on, on a bright note, Vic Fangio is the guy that, took him to the league, brought him to the league from a small school. And then he went on to be, you know, kind of his apprentice, his outside linebacker coach, which is a big deal for Fangio. I've been around Fangio when he was with the Niners. Loves those pass rushers. And if he makes you his outside linebackers coach, you can coach. And Sean McVay isolated him, hired him, and it was awesome. And I don't think Sean McVay thought when he hired the guy that he'd go on and become a head coach really quick. I remember Mike Gundy started hiring these guys from like Division II because he was tired of getting his coaches stolen. I bet Sean McVay thought he had a diamond in the rough. And then boom, a year later, Dean Spanos makes him the head coach of the Chargers. Is this guy going to be a good head coach? Is he not? No one knows. We have no freaking clue. I've listened to a couple podcasts with him and followed his career really closely, at least last year as a defensive coordinator. He's really, really smart. But as we know, there is no... 
you know, true learning ground to become a head coach until you become a head coach. But if this guy is good, we all acknowledge the Chargers have been a head coach away the last several years from being really good. Anthony Lynn, they no longer have that excuse. They have talent all over the field. They, what looks like to be a star young quarterback. I'm fascinated to watch this play out because if he's just solid, I'm not looking for Sean McVay's first year. You know, if he can just be solid, this team can win 10 games. I, I, I can't wait to watch just the Chargers operation, to watch them play. You know, can Justin Herbert, does he take a step back? Does he get better? If Brandon Staley is good, they're going to be good. Like, just because you're good as a head coach, if you take over a shitty team, you might lose a bunch of games the first year, right? It might take you a little while. Now, if you're solid, like LaFleur has turned out to be, you get Aaron Rodgers, boom, you can win 26 games in two years, playing back-to-back NFC championships. If you're Kyle Shanahan, you take over the dumpster fire that was the Niners, it takes you a couple years to get to the Super Bowl, right? Brandon Staley, I don't know if he has a Super Bowl roster, but he has a good GM, he has a ton of talent on there, Can he just get them to the playoffs? I don't think that's unrealistic for them to be a playoff contender. Number two, I did not understand, and I still do not understand, because I think he got nitpicked by a lot of the coaches. Now, maybe they'll turn out to be right. I don't look at players from a coaching standpoint. I view them from a big-picture talent standpoint. And I would, if I was ever a general manager... If I was in a draft room that needed a quarterback, I would have been pushing Justin Fields. I might be wrong, but I'm a sucker for physical attributes and talent, especially for a guy that I've seen at the highest level have success. Does he have some issues? Hell yeah. Josh Allen had a bunch of issues. Three years later, MVP candidate, his team's in the AFC Championship game. If you can't look at it through that lens, you're probably in the wrong business. I get why coaches didn't like him. I understand it. Kyle Shanahan, not a huge fan. I, I, I understand it relative to the other guys. He liked Mac Jones more than Justin Fields. I disagree, but I understand it. I think the Bears potentially got the steal of the draft at 12. Not in a million years when draft night started and they were at pick number 20, did they ever dream that Justin Fields would be on their team when the night ended? Not in a million freaking years. No one did. No one listening did. I didn't. My buddies in the Bears didn't. Listen, lucky enough to have a little inside information. He has looked very, very good at training camp. He should. He is physically very gifted. I know they have really liked being around him. Now, I get Andy Dalton's look good too. But he should thrive in an OTA situation. There's no pass rush. I do not believe. And listen, they don't know this. I know a lot of Bears fans have DM me like, why did Nagy say that? I just think he's trying to take pressure off the young player. But I think when the bullets start flying and the pass rushers can actually tackle the quarterback, that's where Justin Fields should thrive. And I think he'll pass the red rifle. Some call him uh, the red BB gun very, very quickly. I would imagine Justin Fields is starting much quicker than anticipated. But here's what we know. We get preseason games this year. We're going to get to see Justin Fields on the field against a live rush. I'll bet he looks good. I'll bet he stands out. And I think that is going to materialize from where the fans want it to go, i.e. Justin Fields being the starting quarterback, much faster. But I can't wait to watch Justin Fields in a Bears uniform. And then the number one thing I am fascinated to watch has to be Sean McVay and Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is one of the most unique players in NFL history. Everyone in the league that has studied him closely thinks very, very highly of him. He's a high-character guy. He's a physical freak, and he's produced. But he's always had this crutch, and we're going to find out whether it's fair or not that he played for the Detroit Lions. Like, if you've worked in the tech business, the last some of my friends that went to work in tech right out of college, I graduated in 08, have made a lot of money. I have, you know, I don't want to give too much information just in case one of them is listening. I know someone who has had several seven-figure years. It's perfect timing. They got in at the right time. If you work for an Oracle, if you work for an Apple, if you work for a Facebook, if you work for some of these companies and you got in in the mid to late 2000s, 
you might have rode that rocket ship to riches. No one, like if you get if you get to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you got to play for Belichick over the last 20 years, if you got to play with Peyton Manning, you have no excuses. If you go play at Alabama, if you go play at Ohio State, you should be good. But if you play for the Lions, we go, you know, might have been the Lions. <laughs> it might have been the Lions, right? It happens, at like, it definitely happens with draft prospects at bad schools. You play at like South Carolina. You know, you play at, you know, Arizona. It's like, well, it's a school. This kid's talented. But eventually we find out. We're going to find out with Matt Stafford. I'm a Matt Stafford fan. I think he's really good. And I think he's going to be good for Sean McVay. But here's, there's pressure. They traded multiple first-round picks. And that clearly didn't include this year because they didn't have one. So they don't have a first-round pick for the next two years. All their chips are in the middle of the table. Their head coach, who, if you listen to Flying Coach, it's hard not to be a Sean. I'm a Sean McVay fan. I, I, I really am. But I thought, I'm not going to say it's unbecoming because I always say I, I, I appreciate raw and real. I hate political, cliche bullshit. And Sean McVay was very honest. And so was Les Snead. And they talked about Jared Goff unlike most people talk about their quarterback. They, they, they were just outwardly kind of crushed the guy. And honestly, he deserved it. They did nothing wrong. They just did something that was not typical to the sport. Usually the head coach, now maybe they knew they were going to be able to trade him, but usually you're not very critical of a guy you're paying all that money to, especially a guy that you've had some success with. But they were. And again, I supported them. I just, I've watched a lot of Rams games. He has not been very good the last couple of years. And last year, there were several games against average opponents where he was terrible. I mean, he was god-awful. And when you're paying someone a lot of money, your expectations are sky high. The entire package, not just on Sunday, work ethic Monday through Saturday. Your expectations are out of this world. And they got off of him, which was one of the great pivots of all time for Matt Stafford. But now there is like, they were winning with Jared Goff. Say what you want. Did he skip some balls on deep out routes? Did he take some terrible sacks? Did he look like a low-level player some of the time? Yes. They were in the second round of the playoffs last year. They beat, now granted, there weren't any fans there in one of the loudest, you know, buildings, stadiums in the league. They went to Seattle and they beat the Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson with Jared Goff with a bad hand. So anything less, like if they were to make the playoffs and get bounced in the wild card round, that would be a disaster. I, I would say anything less for them than an NFC championship berth is you're underachieving. When you factor in the price that was paid for everything, when you factor in how open, again, I love it. I love it. But how he was about how happy he is that Stafford is here and basically how happy he is that Goff's gone. They have to be good. Now, I think the fascinating part about the Rams is their defense was elite last year. Like I said, Brandon Staley's now with the Chargers. They lost the safety Johnson who's with the, the Browns. And their margin for error with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, those guys got to play 17 weeks. Sometimes guys get hurt, especially on defense. Take a lot of collisions. Can those guys stay healthy? There's, they're a very top-heavy team. But I, I had someone DM me last week, what do you think about Matt Stafford? I think it was like 18-1 to 1 or 20-1 to 1 to win the MVP. My, I, I would say I like him more next year. But... If you tell me that the Rams win 12 or 13 games, he is a lock to be in the conversation. Now, we know there are a lot of variables, like who else is playing well, uh, how their defense plays, right? How he plays in primetime games, primetime games factors in. But I, I would say best case scenario, he's definitely in the MVP conversation. Worst case scenario, you know, they win nine games. Maybe maybe even 10 and 7. And they're like battling for that last wild card spot. Their offense, my prediction, their offense is going to be really good. I think it has a chance to be exceptional. I think they're going to be awesome. But the, the pressure in that building, for, for let's face it, there's the Rams, Kroenke, is he even paying attention? You know, I, there's, it's not, this ain't Philly. This isn't New York. This isn't Boston. This isn't the Steelers. Hell, this is not the Packers. This isn't the Cowboys. But there is tangible pressure with this move, and rightfully so. 
Okay, we're going to save the Middlecoff mailbag for later this week. So you guys know the drill. Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Slide up in those DMs and we'll do a lot on uh, for Friday's show. So Middlecoff mailbag this Friday at John Middlecoff Insta. Fire in my DMs and you'll get your question answered. If not, I will, uh, I'll see everyone later this week or actually you'll hear me. Um, and yeah, have a great week. Stay positive. And yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.